Just when you thought 2020 couldn't be any crazier, you saw this title. Jim Cornette defends AEW. Brock Lesnar is a free agent. We talk about that and talk about some other big news in pro wrestling next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, you saw the title. Jim Cornette defends AEW. Are you surprised that Jim Cornette is actually going to bat for AEW on Twitter? <laughs> I am not surprised. And the reason I am not surprised is because you and I both follow Jim Cornette's podcast. We've said that multiple times that we have listened to Jim Cornette along with other podcasts and other influential people within the wrestling industry. Cause, uh, cause we've gone over this. It's good to get multiple points of view on different things. Now, yes. if you are somebody who chooses to listen to Jim Cornette, you will know that there has been times granted there are few where he does praise AEW. He focuses specifically on Cody jungle boy, Things MJF. like that, MJF guys like that. And he he does praise them. And that may even be on a weekly basis, you could say. Now, granted, majority of what he's going to say about AEW is going to be negative. But when it calls for the right place, right place, right time, right subject matter, he does point out the things that they are doing right. This does not surprise me, especially given his background. He's worked at a high level in multiple different professional wrestling companies. Mm -hmm. So he has had to deal with executives and behind the scenes people. And he knows what that's like to interact with people that are higher up in television because it's one thing to get wrestling, which he does. And other people within the industry who have worked in the industry obviously know quite a bit about the, the wrestling business itself. But bridging the gap between what's acceptable to a TV exec or some higher up and what you want to portray on wrestling are two very different things. So he sees both sides of that. So this is where, you know, where people try to discredit his time in the industry. You really can't because he's behind the scenes. He's done that before. So him coming to the defense of Tony Khan does not surprise me in all honesty. Right. And of course, those that are not following this or did not see what was going on on Twitter, this all started last week after the AEW Dynamite tapings on Thursday, the first show with fans back. And there was a video that came out where Tony Khan was instructing the fans not to use profanity in their chants. Obviously, working in television, I know that it's hard to censor fans when they're constantly chanting the same thing over and over such as, you know, profanities like the F word, the S word, stuff like that. So Ryan Satin went to Twitter and said, wonder if the people who compare WWE to a North Korean regime are asking the virtual crowd to cheer. We'll say the same thing about AEW asking the crowd not to curse at a wrestling show. Doubt it. So obviously he's calling the double standard for fans criticizing uh, WWE for telling them to cheer or boo. Tony Khan went to say they're two completely different things. We're just trying to keep our network execs happy. And that's when Jim Cornette came in. This fucking wannabe garbage TV host actually blisters Tony Khan for asking fans not to cuss at a TV taping. I got you on this one, Tony. Hey, dipshit, that's not censorship. That's doing an acceptable all-ages show and not pissing off the network. Fucking moron. Hashtag right is right. So... You put it so eloquently. He did. He really did. I mean, I work in the business. I work in television, as many of you that have followed the podcast know. This is this is not nothing that should really be bantered over. And honestly, Satin and Cornette are basically saying the same thing. You really shouldn't be complaining if WWE is telling people on the Thunderdome, hey, chair or boo on command. And 
Tony Khan should not be criticized for fans saying, hey, guys, don't chant holy shit, holy shit 500 times or drop the F-bomb in your chants because there's only so many times you can hit the dump button and censor that before it goes on the air and you piss off the network execs. So what do you think? Should they be criticizing WWE and AEW with this regard? No, these are two very different things. You're comparing a live crowd and instructing them what not to do or asking them what not to do. So that way you're not pissing people off within the network. And you're comparing that to a virtual crowd who you want to interact and do certain things. So that way it appears enjoyable, I guess, to the people at home. Because the first time that they had the Thunderdome, it literally was a backdrop of faces with very little sound and very little very little interaction. That was something that we pointed out on this show. Yes, I wish there was a way where they can pipe in cheering or booing or instruct them to do certain things. It's very different. You're comparing a live crowd to a virtual crowd. I get both sides of it, but I, I can't I can't agree with Satin on this. I think it's two very different things, and I understand where both Tony Khan and Jim Cornette are coming from on this. Right, and I understand what Satin was trying to do and trying to call out a double standard. And yes, there are plenty of double standards in the wrestling community. I don't think this is one of them. I do think, yes, WWE should be telling those in the Thunderdome, hey, cheer, hey, boo, because reacting while watching television and reacting in a live audience, they are two completely different things. I understand some people can do it where they can react as if they're there live, but most people can't. And those that can, they make a living on YouTube. We're not one of those that do live reaction shows, and there's a reason for it. We're very boring when we do it, and we've said that before. But let's move on to the other big news that happened within the last 48 hours, and that is PWI Insider has reported, and it's been carrying around not just in the wrestling news, but also the sporting news, that Brock Lesnar is a free agent. They don't have a contract set up with WWE. Last time we saw him was at WrestleMania 36 when he lost to Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. People are starting to tease him moving back to MMA. Where do you see Brock Lesnar going? Brock Lesnar is going back to WWE or he's going to retire. I think that his MMA days are far past him. I don't think he can perform at a high level, especially against some of the top tier athletes that are in the UFC or maybe even some of the guys in Bellator right now. Just because when he was competing, while there were certain guys that can certainly challenge him and really good guys in the heavyweight division, to step away from competing in MMA full-time and to think you're just going to step back in there against some of the top guys in the world, which he'd be expected to compete against, I think is a big ask, even for an athlete as freakish as Brock Lesnar. I know a lot of people have been talking about him talking to AEW, at least that's been the rumor. I know there's been some talks about from Scott Coker from Bellator saying that he wants to try to get him under contract or is at least intrigued by the idea of it. Brock is going to go back to WWE because WWE, I think, is going to present him a contract that is the biggest for the longest amount of time and allows him to do certain things where he's not necessarily expected to work on a consistent basis. Now, with MMA, whether it's Bellator or UFC, even though he may only fight a couple of times a year, depending on the contract, he'd still have to train, keep himself in shape and all that stuff. And while he'll have to do that if he's under contract with WWE or AEW, it's not like he'd be expected to be in fight shape and have to diet and have to hire people to train him and all of those things. He's an older guy. I can't see him going back to UFC as enticing as that might be as big of a contract as UFC might offer him. 
WWE is just going to to throw outlandish money at him just to keep him away from AEW. I don't think there's so much concerned about him going to UFC to fight or Bellator, but they will not allow him to go to AEW. And I don't think AEW would be able to offer him anything that WWE can't offer him. If they are serious about bringing Brock in, AEW, all out's right around the corner. If they want to make a big statement. How do you do that without getting people finding out, oh, he's flying to Florida. What does that mean? He's not going. No. Could, no, can you imagine? It just won't work. It, it It's completely different culture. You think he's going to do fucking goofy skits with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and finger paint? <laughs> like, no. no, it's just not. It's not happening. It's just not. There's no way. He's either not going to wrestle for a long time and not come back or he's just not going anywhere. There's, I can't see him. There's nothing there that AEW can offer him, I, I don't think. No. And if you go, if he goes there and he wins the title automatically, which he probably should, because there's from a legitimate standpoint, le- like you're trying to legitimize your title. I mean, you could do Brock and, and Moxley. You could. We've seen that before. You could, in theory, you do uh, Lesnar and Hager with their mixed martial arts backgrounds. Ugh. Who the fuck would pay to see that? That's that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just there's there's no way like that they would be able to offer anything other than money. There's nothing there for him. It won't help his legacy, which I don't think he honestly gives a fuck about his wrestling legacy. I think he cares about getting paid. And unless they're going to pay him more than Vince McMahon, which I don't see. You don't see a match between him and Darby Allen. No. And I don't, I don't, I don't think he would do it. I like it. He strikes me as a person. Like every match is very selective. They probably present all the matches that he's going to have with certain individuals. I mean, it's not like he's hard to work with, but he has been known known to to be a frustrating person to work with. Like the thought of him going against like a guy like Orange Cassidy or something like that. It I just don't. Oh come see on, some... everybody! That's the money match. We got to see it. Orange Cassidy versus Brock Lesnar. But unfortunately, the the AEW fans would think that Orange Cassidy should go over him. That, no, that, that, I think and, even even the the markiest of AEW fan would know Orange Cassidy has no business beating Brock Lesnar. I don't know. I I I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I agree with you. I think it's either WWE or bust for for Brock Lesnar, and they're going to throw the king's ransom at him. And no, not from Baron Corbin, but in, uh the figurative speech of the king's ransom. And I think it's just a matter of time when. F- actual physical fans are back that he will come back and maybe he goes back to SmackDown and has this story with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman as we now are learning more and more and more that Roman Reigns is turning heel something that fans have been wanting for the past five years it's finally coming what are your thoughts of what we saw at Payback where Roman Reigns won the Universal Championship and this now, I'm guessing, confirmed heel turn for Roman Reigns. Well, if you want me to be honest, I think that the Universal title belongs with Roman Reigns because I think he's the best person to carry it right now, especially as a heel. I think that a majority of the people that watch professional wrestling are still watching WWE. This is something that they have been waiting for. I think the timing is right. I like what they've done with him so far. And I know that it's not necessarily like a full-fledged heel turn. At least people are trying to spin it like, oh, he's not he's not heel. It's not confirmed yet. Well, okay, maybe that's not the case, but at least people are intrigued. At least people are invested. And at least people are talking about Roman Reigns. 
this is where people get a little hypocritical. We want long-term storylines and we want long-term booking, but we want everything to happen immediately. Oh, he wasn't heelish enough at payback. He beat Strowman with the chair, came out in the middle of the match or towards the end of the match, stole the championship, walked out with Paul Heyman. Then he went on Twitter and started to go at some of the fans that said, well, you know, you shouldn't be the champion. Without him coming out and just cutting a promo saying, yeah, I'm a bad guy now, I don't know what else you want Roman Reigns to do with this juncture and this this heel turn. So, I, I, I mean, to this point, I'm into it. I guess we have to wait and see what happens with it and where it goes. But everything right now, to me, is pointing to this is a legitimate heel turn for Roman Reigns, and I welcome it. It's something different. It's something fresh. and It's something people have wanted for quite some time. I totally agree, and I think... It's exactly what the WWE universe and wrestling fans around the world have been asking for. We want to see more of a badass Roman Reigns. We want to see a heel Roman Reigns. We want to see him line up with Paul Heyman. It finally happened. And yet people are ranting like a freaking two-year-old child about the validity and logistics of him signing the contract 80% of the way through the, the match itself. Is it full on logic? No, but that's part of the reason why he's getting heat for it. That's Did it piss people off? Yes. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you mad so that way people are pissed off at a heel. They don't want you going out there and having him be cheered as like one of these snarky heels that, oh, I'm, it's cool to root for this guy because he's the bad guy. No, like, no, that's not the intent of a heel. A heel's supposed to go out there and draw heat and get booed. Yes. That's what he's doing. So if you're pissed off because he walked out there 80% of them and 80% of the match was done, that's the intent. Like that's what they're going for there. And to be quite honest and quite frank, frank with people, there's only so far a character like the fiend is going to go. Now I'm not saying that they should have done all the things that they've done with him, but let's be honest. It's, it's a little goofy and it's dress up. It can only be taken seriously for so long. And I know that's something that some people may not agree with, but it's the truth. He's a guy in a mask that's playing a character. And to some people that aren't necessarily professional wrestling fans, they're not going to get into something like that. Me, in my opinion, I think Strowman is one of the more overrated guys in the business right now. I think that he has a little potential, but I think that if he worked in a different era where there was a lot more um, prominent big guys under contract, he'd easily get lost in the mix. He's okay in the ring. He doesn't cut good promos. And there's to me, there's just nothing special about him. So The Fiend will be fine by himself. He doesn't need a title to define him. Strowman, even Booker T said this, there's nothing he did with the title that was special. And in my opinion, I, I just don't get the attraction of him other than he's a big guy. Okay, that's great. So why not put the belt on somebody that's going to get people looking at the, the program? He just came back. He's been gone for a while. This is a heel turn. It's something we've been waiting for. Put the belt on Roman, build somebody up, whether it's Big E or somebody else, and let them take the title off Roman at WrestleMania or something like that. That's yeah. that's that's long-term storytelling and booking that people want. But also, you can also use the long-term uh, storytelling if they're able to re-sign Brock Lesnar that and too. use that. And you have the connecting Heyman. Like, this has happened before where Heyman has, has left Brock Lesnar and did that storyline with the big show. And yes, it wasn't the greatest of storylines, but you could do that with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And you know what? It might lead to a main event at WrestleMania that people might not like, but with the proper story, I think people will be more invested than they were at WrestleMania 31, than they were at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. 
This time around, I think they finally get it right. Vince could finally have the guy that he wants as the top guy. People can have Brock Lesnar in a main event picture without him hijacking a title. And I think people would enjoy it because of the long-term storytelling. Yep. So I think eventually Brock Lesnar does stay with WWE and it will lead to some kind of collision between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, whether that's Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, is still to be determined. I say, uh, unless The Rock comes back, that's your WrestleMania 37 main event. Let's bring it to AEW. Another big news here. We have another match added to All Out, and it is Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. They're both one apiece in their little feud. They are going to have the rubber match at All Out in a Broken Rules match. This was confirmed at Road to All Out this past Monday night on YouTube. What the hell is a Broken Rules match? Uh, I'm going to guess it's a hardcore match with Falls counting anywhere in the building because I can't think of anything else that, that this could possibly be. Well, see, here's what I think it is. I think it's a tag team match in AEW with singles <laughs> competitors. That's what it is, because that's the only broken rules that I know in AEW. Sounds like the tag team uh, gauntlet th- thing that they just had then. I guess. But yeah, it's a broken rules match. And I- I'm guessing, obviously, broken being tied in with Matt Hardy's broken character, broken tables, broken. I thought they were doing away with that. I don't know. With Matt Hardy, it, it just seems like he wants to keep the broken gimmick but he's trying to be real until, I don't know. I really don't know. But the stipulation is if he loses at all out that he leaves AEW. Do you, did they just tip their hand here with Matt Hardy saying that? And now he's going to be beating Sammy Guevara. Uh, I, I can't see Matt Hardy leaving AEW this quickly. I can see him maybe taking time off if he's, if he's banged up or if he's hurt or something like that. Um, this is a little difficult to 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 kind of picture out, but I, I, I don't see Matt Hardy losing. Right. I, I, I don't either, but unless they're going to write him off and then he comes back as broken Matt Hardy, maybe that's what they do to get that going. But I, I, I think it's going to be a good match regardless. I think this helps that they're going to be on all out and actually get some time to do a match other than what we saw this past Thursday on Dynamite where they yeah. got what like seven minutes to do that tables match it where it rushed. felt really rushed. Yeah. So given that extra time, I think they will do much better with it over what we saw on Dynamite. But let's close this out on some very I guess sad news in WWE, and that is Mauro Ronaldo is leaving WWE. This yeah. was confirmed by WWE. This was confirmed by Mar Ronaldo himself. He actually went to Facebook and said the following. I appreciate the opportunity I had to realize my childhood dream of working in sports entertainment. And I wish WWE well in the future. Now I want to direct my focus and devote my time to my other projects and to my mental health, charitable activities, and the well-being of my mother and myself. So obviously we know that Mar Ronaldo has had issues with mental health and you know if he needs to step away and take care of that that's fine if he wants to focus on other projects that's fine this guy was the voice of nxt for a long time and he's going to be missed can his shoes be filled with the nxt commentary that we will see in the future 
Well, those are those are definitely big shoes to fill. I, I I've said for a while now. I feel like Morrow has been the best voice in the industry for the past several years. I, I truly do believe that. I, not only just the voice of NXT. So it sucks to see him go because he just brought such a different approach to it. It was so refreshing to hear him commentate matches in comparison to what you see on Raw and SmackDown, where it's almost like it's so robotic, it's so straightforward, it's so status quo and repetitive. He brought a, a fresh type of uh, energy and excitement to the commentary that you don't see, quite frankly, in, in many other companies. It's it's very straightforward and robotic a lot of times, especially in WWE. So yep. it sucks to see him go. I think that they are trying to stay, take steps in a different direction with Wade Barrett uh, being there. So I don't necessarily know if they're going to find anybody who can fill his shoes, but this is certainly a big loss for NXT and the WWE as a whole. But if he does have to step away to take care of some mental health issues, of course, he should put that at the forefront and take care of that stuff. And I'm sure like most anybody else who has left the WWE, the door will always be open to come back if he chooses to. Yeah, it's not the first time he's left and come back. So hopefully we do see Morrow in the future. But as long as he is, you know, in a safe environment and he's taking care of what he needs to do, focusing on what he wants to focus on, you can't knock him for that. And you know, Vic Joseph is pretty good at what he does. He's not moral, I don't think, but still pretty good. I think Wade Barrett is an excellent pickup. I said that last week in our review of AEW Dynamite and NXT that, you know, I liked him in NWA, and I think he's going to do great in NXT, but moral will definitely be missed, Ralph. Yeah. But. Yeah. All right, so let us know what you guys think about Jim Cornette defending AEW. Where does Brock Lesnar land? Roman Reigns, heel or face, tweener. What the hell's going on with that? Explain to us what the hell a freaking broken rules match is. And what are your thoughts of the new NXT broadcast team? Don't forget to share us all over social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, STPB Podcast. And we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Squared Circle Psycho Babble.